Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I was half convinced that you were going to join me again on there. We could harmonize again. I know, it's better when I catch you off guard like I did last week. That's true. Uh, You did catch me very off guard. Uh, but we are here. We are here for episode 72. We got a lot to talk about. Neil, how are you doing? Fantastic. Ready to ready to talk a lot about my favorite sport, which is football. There's so. a lot of football talk on here. Right. There's a lot of the preseason is 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 well, going hard. European right now. football talk as well. Also your European football. It's just a football episode. Uh, but should we start off with some losers of the week? Absolutely. Loser. Would you like to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off. Uh, I know we're, 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 we have a show packed filled with, with football talk, um, European and American. Uh, but this week, before we do get into that, I do want to just talk about not so much a, a, a specific loser, but a specific group of losers. And Mine that, is also a group of losers. And that is the franchise known as the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> um, okay, I was wondering if, if you were going to bring this up. <clears throat> There's so many different times where I've considered this franchise to be a loser uh, in itself, and this is like no other. And and this is on the heels of the report coming out this morning uh, that Kevin Durant is staying with the Brooklyn Nets. We all collectively shook our head at this news. And this news like just puzzles me for one of two reasons. Number one, like, is this relationship repairable with Kevin Durant is this relationship is Kevin are we gonna see a vintage Kevin Durant season ahead with the Brooklyn Nets right then number two you can't unsay what you've already said Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. you can't say I'm going to play for this team I will stay with this franchise if Sean Marks the GM and Steve Nash the head coach are no longer with with this franchise either the owner, they go or i go kind of thing the owner joe size come out and said that hey i stand by the head coach and the gm mm-hmm. yeah, i'm not picking you kevin durant i'm sticking with my guys it's now they're like, coming out and saying that this it, like th- he's going to be in uniform he's going to be playing he's going to be staying i just don't see this being a, a season where you're going to see cohesion and you're going to see teamwork Especially you add in a guy like Kyrie Irving, who's still playing probably his last year with this team too. Same thing going on with him. You got two guys who are good friends in the similar situation where we don't know what, there's a whole bunch of question marks surrounding them. Mm -hmm. There's going to be drama this entire season. And if you're a franchise like the Brooklyn Nets that want to make the playoffs, that have playoff championship aspirations, this is not how you do it. No, you need you need a cohesive unit. You you can't exactly like you said. Like Durant came out and said, either they go or I go. Yeah. And now he he I guess he tested out the water of his trade value, and teams either didn't want him or weren't willing to pay the price for him. And now he's coming back and saying, they had some ridiculous offers. Mm -hmm. And that's why this franchise is my loser of the week is because they couldn't capitalize on any of them. They they overshot their hand. Every franchise called their bluff and like, no, I'm not going to take that fucking ridiculous offer. Yeah, Minnesota, the Raptors, uh, Utah, Boston, 
Yeah, Boston. Yeah, right? Like These teams are just like, no, this is way too high. We're not going to trade for a player that's going to maybe play a year for us. Uh, my loser of the week is also a collective. It's not a franchise. It's everyone that <laughs> doubted and threw away hopes for Manchester United. As we're going to talk about very soon, um, Manchester United put up a showing yesterday. Yeah. But uh, it's everyone, all those commentators, all those, you know, analysts that went out and said Manchester United is done. Throw in the towel. They're done. They're no longer a top tier team in the Premier League. They're done. They're going to be relegated. Yes, they came out and had two very poor showings. And I was one of those people that were like, let's, you know, let's try and fix this. Let's see what we can do to fix this. I'm never going to be like, let's throw in the towel on the season. Let's, you know, give up. Let's trade everyone. Let's blow up the team. But, yeah, their their first two games of any value under a new management, under a new regime, they're going to have some learning curves to them. I didn't expect yeah. it to be the learning curves that they had. But, yeah, it's going to be a struggle. And then you put them in game three against Liverpool. And everyone and their mother was thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be a demolition of Manchester United at the hands of Liverpool. And then you watch that game. Um, I talked to some Liverpool fans yesterday, and they were like, oh, Manchester United got lucky, got lucky in this game. No, if you watch that game, Manchester United dominated the game. They dominated from start to finish. They had the game in their hands the entire time. See, my my one problem with this performance by Manchester United is they were so bad, as you just alluded to. They were so bad the first two games. And then now against Liverpool, when the expectation was so low, they were so good. Yeah. It's a tale of two separate performances, right? Why, why didn't we see this? The first two games and what are we going to see moving forward is this the true manchester united we're going to get game in game out or is this an outlier is this a one-off is this bournemouth for nothing against manchester united because that was a one-off that's not what you're going to see from port they're not going to be stomping top tier teams every single time out right are manchester united just capitalizing on a bad performance by liverpool or is this actually manchester united so if you look at what happened before the game. Um, the team news that came out where Ronaldo was benched and Harry Maguire was benched. Yeah. So Eric Ten Hag came out and was basically like, you need to earn your spot on this team. No one has a, no one's going to be given their spot on this team. You have to earn it. Harry Maguire is our captain. Ronaldo is one of the most expensive players in the world right now. And he benched both of them for the entire game. He didn't bring either of them on the entire game. So you look at that as like a wake-up call to the team. And I think he has a strong hold on this locker room right now. So for him to do that kind of shook everything up, kind of woke everyone up, saying, okay, let's, let's go out there and earn this. Let's go out there and earn our spot. We believe in this manager. And you saw it when every time they scored. We've had managers in the past, um, like Louis Van Gaal, like uh, David Moyes, who, you know, when the team scores, they just kind of like sit back and they're like, yep, that's what I expect. But no, Eric Ten Hag, like you saw when they scored, both times when they scored yesterday, he's jumping for joy. He's like, yes, 
he's as excited as the players are that they score. It was a very odd starting lineup <laughs> yesterday. And, you know, guys, you mentioned Martial, Ronaldo, Fred, Shaw, Maguire, all on the bench. Mm-hmm. Right? Like The bench cost more than the starting lineup. And it's not like they were against the B team of Liverpool either. Maybe they do have the recipe for success. Maybe they, they, they're going to, you know, Ten Hag is just going to continue playing the guys that actually want to put in the effort and not, like, mm-hmm. you know, expect things to come to them. They're going to go out and get it, right? Like, they're eager and hungry, and that's what you need, right? I think he was testing things out that he, that he didn't test out in the first two games, like putting Rashford up front instead of on the wing. Rashford yeah. thrived yesterday up front. He's the fastest player on the team. Him and Martial... So you need to put them up front. No more of this Ronaldo up front. No more of this trying to get balls into the box for Ronaldo. It just doesn't work. And it hasn't worked the past two games. Or the past season. He played the entire season last season. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, so I think Rashford up front is what we need to go with going forward. But it was, it made me proud to be a fan yesterday watching that game. It was, it was a good showing. And I hope this is a sign of things to come. We'll see. Yep. Should we move on to some American football? Let's talk American football. Something that we have been talking about probably the last three weeks or yeah. so since our draft. We're in, we're in the thick of it right now. The preseason is... Two uh, Yeah, the regular season is coming up in two weeks. Yeah, we had our you know League of Record draft uh, two weeks ago. And, you know, eagerly, September 11th is the first, is week one. Um, that's the first football Sunday. Uh, that is the first... Day I will be chirping you because I'm not against you first the first week, no, I don't think, right? No, no, we're not against each other. We should have signed we should we should have made that happen. That. Rivalry week, week yeah. one. I mean we can still do that. Um but uh no the I'm excited for that first game. You see what that first game is? Who Bills is versus game? the Rams. That's a massive first game. It's gonna be a good is game. that the Thursday night game? That's the Thursday night wow. game. I've got some some pretty high shares in that game, so I'm I'm gonna be watching that very eagerly. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, no. Do you want to talk preseason before we get into uh, some lists going here? Yeah, preseason is a time where you're gonna to start to see a lot of like positional battles, um, teams that have very like uncertain starting quarterbacks. Um, we'll have these battles. We'll have players play, you know, prolonged snaps and whatnot. Um, one of those teams is is my pittsburgh steelers um lots of there's three quarterbacks that could be the starting quarterback on paper i don't believe that it's three quarterbacks that could be a starting quarterback for that team um mason rudolph although he is showing some sort of ability this preseason does not have any ability whatsoever fair fair he is not capable of being a starting quarterback so i'm going to just eliminate him completely from this conversation i i don't think many people would disagree with you this is a two qb battle in pittsburgh i think it's down to trubisky and pickett and what i would like to see and i think what is going to unfold here i think tomlin is just going to go with these the seasoned more seasoned uh quarterback option which is mitch trubisky it's what they brought him in for they brought him in knowing that they were going to draft a quarterback knowing that they were going to bring in a young quarterback um and they did hometown hero Kenny Pickett so they're they're probably gonna you know give Pickett an opportunity to show what he can during the preseason 
start Trubisky for a few weeks with a very short leash with Pickett waiting in line. So I think that battle will continue to unfold, but it's not really a battle. I think it's more so Trubisky's job to start, then it's Pickett coming on after maybe four weeks or so. Yeah, I think Trubisky's there to also lend a helping hand to the upcoming quarterback too. Yeah, and I think all these all these positional uh, like quarterback battles uh, in this preseason. I don't think you know when it's as close as it is. I don't think it's it's set in stone, right? I think it's maybe set in stone for the first two to three weeks, but after that, um, you know, if we're another quarterback we're going to talk about is Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield comes out and just plays like shite the first three weeks. I think Sam Darnold will get a get no a quarterback had played worse than Sam Darnold did last year. Like it's just fair. He also didn't have Christian McCaffrey for most of it, though. Yeah, I mean that's a big part of it, right? And Christian McCaffrey is very much involved in the passing game too. So yeah, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, um, I think both of these quarterbacks can succeed. Uh, but no, I agree with you on the Mitchell Trubisky um, starting as the quarterback and then moving on to Pickett as the season goes on especially if they aren't in, in contention. Um, definitely see what they have in Pickett. But uh, Baker Mayfield was just named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. What do you think about that? I mean, no surprise. No surprise there. I wasn't really... I mean, when they traded for him, no one was surprised. No. Uh, especially, yeah, them naming him over Sam Darnold. You realize that's the one and two from that draft it's like, class? It's like taking Coca-Cola over Pepsi. It, 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 obviously, it's yeah. the better option. Sorry, that was the one and one and three from that draft class. Because Sam Darnold went third, right? He so did. It was Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, <laughs> and, then and then Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So they have the one and three from that draft class. Wasn't Josh Rosen in that draft as well? Really? I don't know. We got to do some fact-tracking here. That's wild. It's crazy how many quarterbacks came out of that that draft class. I know. It's There's, crazy how like when the draft happens, you think that these quarterbacks. You thought Baker Mayfield was going to be the savior of the Cleveland Browns, um, which you know that season when they they were uh, they were without a win for so long, and then Baker Mayfield was the one quarterback to come in and get them that win. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to be the savior. He's going to be the savior." You're shaking your head over there. What are you looking at? That draft class, like it's ridiculous, like. So 2018, Baker went f- number one. Yeah. Saquon won two. Darnold won three. Then Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quinton Nelson, Josh Allen went seven to the Bills. I can't believe Josh Allen went seven. Roquan Smith, some guy that the 49ers picked. Uh, <laughs> and then Josh Rosen went 10. That's insane. That's crazy. What other quarterbacks were in here? It's crazy looking back at draft class. Lamar Jackson went 32 Yeah, in that same draft class. Like looking back at these, I mean, I, I wouldn't give up Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a, a generational player if he can stay healthy. But looking at like, you know, the Cleveland Browns picking Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen. The Jets picking Sam Darnold over Josh Allen. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's crazy looking Mason back Rudolph went 76 in that draft. That's insane. Uh, so, yeah, we got those positional battles happening. Um, we'll keep you posted on those. But do we want to jump into some lists here? Yeah. So let's start off with top three players we want to tell you to fade. So we want to tell you to don't draft them, especially where they're going. You don't yeah. need to pay up for these players because they're probably not going to hit. 
These are our bus candidates. Uh, would you like to start or would you like me to start? Go ahead. Take us away. Do you want to go one, 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 one? I think so. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, my first player who I'm going to tell everyone to stay away from is the running back for the Washington Commanders, and that's Antonio Gibson. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's fallen from grace. He he's is. Not. This preseason has been the most horrendous preseason for a starting running back you could possibly ask for. He is now practicing with the punting team. He's now practicing with the special teams. Um, he's not playing with the first team in any of their preseason games. That role has been given to Brian Robinson, who is someone that is uh, being picked up in a lot of leagues, and it's someone that I'm keeping a very close eye on. Um, I don't necessarily have the space for him on my bench, but anyone that does, I would recommend going uh, and picking up Brian Robinson because Antonio Gibson fumbled in a preseason game. He is uh, either being taught a lesson and being put in a timeout, or they are actually moving on from Antonio Gibson on to Brian Robinson. All of these announcers, all of these analysts are saying that the commanders are moving on from Antonio Gibson. Um, and especially where he's going in drafts is way too early to be drafting someone who is probably not going to be the running back one come week three or week four. So stay away from Antonio Gibson. Good call. Um, I'm going to stick with the running back fade here, and I'm going to go with a running back out of the Las Vegas Raiders, and that is <laughs> Josh Jacobs. You went specifically to my team to find these players, didn't you? I... With Josh Jacobs, there's just so much riding against him. I think like the moment you saw his performance last year, which wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. but this team was looking and trying to find ways to not give him the ball. They were trying to involve Jalen Richard. They're trying to involve it like scheme wise. They're trying to involve Dev, uh, Devontae Booker last year. And I think, you know, with the introduction of Josh McDaniels, who comes from his offensive scheme with, we all know about James White and what the James White role is. You're going to see that a lot more on the Raiders. You're going to see a lot more involvement of Amir Abdullah, who's going, probably going to take on that James White role. But with that, they're probably not going to have a featured bell cow back. They have all these past years. They're probably going to have a three-man committee. You're probably going to see more Zamir White. That's why they drafted him, right? They have three capable running backs now. I'm just going to say, like, if you're drafting Josh Jacobs early, in the mid rounds, you're probably not going to get that value this year. Well, I don't think anyone's drafting Josh Jacobs in the early rounds, but I think he is. I will disagree with you there. Um, I think he is a mid-value running back, um, especially the way I look at it is that this team is going to be winning a lot more games than they were last season. And what do teams do when they're up in games is they give the ball to the running back to run yeah. out the clock. And I think, um, especially with Devontae Adams coming in, this team is going to be up a lot. And they're going to give it to their running back a lot more. And who is that running back? No matter what you say, the running back one for this team is still Josh Jacobs. No need to get defensive. I know Josh Jacobs is going to have a horrible year. They're just they just cut and severed ties with Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to have a good year. I just don't think he's going to return the value that he's where he's getting drafted. I don't That's think fair. you're going to get the value there. That's fair. Um, I'll move on to my second pick here. Um, the wide receiver two from the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Mr. Tyler Lockett. I think you should stay away from, um, if you look at his season last season, it was mediocre for the whole season. And who did he have as his quarterback, Neil? 
Uh, very injured uh, Russell Wilson. He had one of the first ballot Hall of Famer quarterbacks in Russell Wilson. And his season was mediocre. Uh, DK Metcalf was the was the man, was the guy for this team. Uh, so he got all the work. And Tyler Lockett, you know, he had those deep shots every now and then. Um, but a lot of them, he a lot of those deep shots he lost. Um, and when you bring in a quarterback that's maybe a quarter of the quarterback that Russell Wilson is in Drew Locke, uh, you're not going to have value from Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett is going way too high in drafts. Um, I think there's there's a reason why he's he was falling, and I think he should continue to fall. And uh, I think you're going to see Tyler Lockett dropped in a lot of leagues um, come the start of the season when people actually start to realize how bad of a quarterback this actually is. I'll find out and see what happens. So that's my second fade. Um, he's also from your team, so that's why I wanted. You to went to my team in. there. I know you did. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, who's your number two? Uh, my t- if you're going to stick with wide receivers, I'm going to go with Michael Thomas here from the New Orleans Saints. And I don't disagree. There's, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this player, a player that sat out last year for a reason that he decided. Like he opted to not get surgery when the team advised him to, mm-hmm. and then he was forced to miss an entire season. And he's not getting any younger. He is was a perennial top wide receiver in this league we haven't really seen him without drew Brees in a in an extended sample size mm-hmm. um it's going to be interesting if now without sean payton leading this team if you know the reins will be released on Jameis winston he's just going to go completely nuclear in throwing the ball um i just don't know there's already reports coming out where michael thomas could be dealing with a hamstring injury Michael Thomas could be missing time. We just don't know after reports saying that he's been healthy the entire offseason. It's the same old story. It's it's literally trying to put together a glass bottle that's been smashed. And that's what my, I see in Michael Thomas. I'm avoiding him everywhere I can. Um, if you can get him for really cheap in the later rounds, and yeah, sure, go for it. But I just don't trust this guy just don't trust his performance if you're banking on him going back to his old glory i just don't see it happening yeah i think the only reason he's going where he's going in drafts is because of the name michael thomas you know it's a name value again like what people in their drafts go after what players once were Mm -hmm. another player this is not one of my fades but another player that people are doing this with is julio jones they're expecting julio jones to immediately become the Julio Jones of old. Mm-hmm. But Julio Jones is in a wide receiver room with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. There's no chance of that happening. He's not going to be the alpha in there. He just doesn't have the legs for it. He barely played two consecutive games last year for Tennessee. Yeah, that's right? true. Like he, he just doesn't have it. He's very much not the player he was. You see these these um, old wide receivers like an Antonio Brown come in and they have that like brainwave with Tom Brady, but I don't think we're going to see that with Julio Jones. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think people are the, the Michael Thomas name they're chasing, but people don't forget that he hasn't played football or people forget that he hasn't played football in two years. two years, two years to yeah. not be on a football field. It's a long time. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that he's lost a step or two, especially with Chris Olave coming into the wide receiver room and Jarvis Landry coming into the wide oh, yeah. receiver room. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of players on that team now, right? Like it's a, it's a very spread out offense, right? Yeah, still got Camara there, right? Like, 
I mean, there's. It's looking more and more like Chris or Alvin Kamara is going to be playing this entire season, and that suspension's not going to come until next season. The entire season. I think so. Yeah. Um, My third fade that you should probably stay away from um, a player that also has not played yet um, in the NFL, actually. That's Travis Etienne. Um, He got drafted two years ago. Um, He was injured the entirety of last season. He did not play. He has not played yet in an NFL game. He is jumping into this. What? What's with the smile on your face over there? Is this a pro James Robinson comment? It may or may not be a pro James Robinson (laughs) comment. Uh, Travis Etienne, he is coming off a major injury, and especially one that running backs uh, don't often succeed after. Uh, So he's coming into his second season, but his first season as a player. Um, and he's coming into this team that's still trying to figure it out. Jacksonville is like, I don't think Jacksonville knows what their identity identity is right now. They're still trying to figure that out. Um, so I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of James Robinson than people are going to be liking, who is the uh, running back two on this team. So they say, I think it's going to be a lot of um, a lot of uh, two running back plays here. And I think Travis Etienne is going where he is going right now, which is like yeah early third late third like i think that's way too high to be drafting travis Etienne, especially coming off of that injury good shout uh my final player that i want to fade is james robinson (laughs) did you just change it i had to you had had to to. all right it's james robinson you know where james robinson is going james robinson the end of draft should not I took James Robinson with my final pick. I am so high on Travis Etienne this year. Oh, my God. I am so high on Travis Etienne. And (laughs) Travis Etienne, the explosiveness that he's shown, they drafted him in the first round two years ago. Mm -hmm. I know. You know who else got drafted in the first round on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. You know where those two played? Together. Together. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence also had a horrible season last season. Yeah, he did. He was with no weapons. He had no weapons. And then this Jacksonville Jaguars team went out and signed Christian Kirk. They added some pieces. But the most valuable piece that uh, Trevor Lawrence is getting this year is Travis Etienne. Last year, no quarterback threw more to the wide receiver to the running back position than Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne is a better receiver. Than James Robinson. But he also has that rapport now, Trevor Lawrence does, with James Robinson. James Robinson they played a whole became the together. bona fide number one when he was against Carlos Hyde. That was his competition. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not is saying what, he's going to be the one. I'm that saying... Is, that was his competition. Now, what was one year ago, What Travis Etienne was in the discussion with Najee Harris as probably the number one in 1A, 1A, 1B of running backs one season ago and where is Najee being discussed now still one of the top one running backs I think if Travis Etienne is given an opportunity to be the the workhorse and be the the actual guy in Jacksonville you're going to get you're probably going to be in the conversation for tops in your league there are beat reporters coming out of Jacksonville that are saying that they expect James Robinson to still be the RB1 for this team did you see that? That's great. <laughs> I think James Robinson's coming back way too early from injury just so he doesn't lose the number one spot. 
I literally think he's because no one believed that he'd be ready for week one. James Robinson, I think, is is just, you know, pushing himself because he knows what Travis Etienne is. He knows if he gets an extended opportunity, I've lost my job. And that's that's my take. Take that how you want. I just am fading. I'm not taking any part of James Robinson unless Etienne gets another severe injury. Mm-hmm. You might want to keep him on your bench and see how this unfolds, but I just don't I don't see this unfolding the way you want it to. If you, I mean, I, like I said, I took James Robinson with my last pick in the draft. Yeah. I am, I am very okay with taking James Robinson there. You did. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's move on to some breakouts. Three players each that we think are going to have a breakout season. My first pick is the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and that's Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance has every opportunity in front of him to be a QB one in this league. He is the most Josh Allen quarterback there is out there. And Josh Allen, we've all seen what he's can do for the past three seasons. Fantasy wise. I think Trey Lance has that same, um, ability as Josh Allen. He's, he's very, he's a rushing quarterback. He's also, he can throw those deep balls. We've seen them in, we've seen it in the preseason. We saw it in the two games that he started last season. Trey Lance has the ability. Trey Lance is going to be amazing in this league. Um, I think he's going uh, far too late. I think he should be going a lot earlier, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league or a flex league. Or sorry, super flex league. Um, so pick up Trey Lance. I, I don't think Trey Lance should go as far as he's going in drafts right now. Yeah, I'll stick with your theme here. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Um, for all of the reasons I just talked about ETN, um, I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he, he showed his arm strength. He he did almost throw for 5,000 yards last year in his rookie year mm-hmm. with no weapons. And that went very under the radar. Um, it's just because of his inaccuracies last year. He has a lot of poise. He has, I mean, he's one year more, like one year removed from his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So I think in his second year, you're going to see better things from this quarterback who was known as the next big quarterback in the league. Haven't seen that yet might see that this year with Trevor Lawrence. He's not really going anywhere in drafts right now. He's not being drafted as a number one quarterback in any league. So if you have an opportunity to just stash him and see what you get out of this guy, if that breakout is true, then yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I agree. Um, My second player is a player that, I, I mean, I talked about with Trey Lance has every opportunity in front of him. This player literally has an open field in front of him to succeed and to be an amazing player this season. He just has to capitalize. And that's Alan Lazard, who's the wide receiver one, or should be the wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. He is working with Aaron Rodgers. He's working uh, with this entire offensive unit. Basically, they lost Devontae Adams. They lost uh, Valdez Scantling. To Kansas City they lost I mean they still have Randall Cobb but they basically after losing those two players said we don't need anything else we believe in the players we have Aaron Rodgers has come out and said we believe in the players we have and what does that mean the next guy up which is Alan Lazard they believe him to be a star-studded wide receiver in this league to be a breakout wide receiver in this league there are a couple people, I've, I've seen reports that a couple people have taken bets out saying that 
Alan Lazard is going to be or have the highest uh, yardage this season, highest receiving yardage this season. You, you think he's going to take over that role from Devontae Adams? He's going to be as automatic as Devontae Adams. Obviously, we route, know that he's... running, hands. Obviously, we know that he is not the same wide receiver as Devontae Adams, but we, I'm saying he has every opportunity in front of him. I'm saying he is a wide receiver one for a first ballot Hall of Famer quarterback. Yeah. He's going far too late in drafts right now. Um, people are just scared because in the opportunities he has had before, he hasn't necessarily been great. But I think he has the opportunity to be great in this league with working with Aaron Rodgers. So I think go out and get Alan Lazard. Do not let him fall. Yeah. Pick him up. I think uh, that's a good call. If you can get your hands on the Lizard Man, then why not? The Lizard King. Lizard King. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I think my next breakout player who I am targeting wherever I can um, is Gabe Davis on the Buffalo Bills. And for reasons that are very obvious, the best quarterback in the league is Josh Allen. Um, He is a gunslinger. Uh, He loves to throw deep. Gabe Davis showed in that playoff game last year against Kansas City where he is a deep threat and can get open and can burn defenders at will. And that four touchdown game where they scored touchdown after touchdown within the past, the last two minutes, it was all to Gabe Davis because Gabe Davis, if you need a guy who can stretch the field, who can go downfield, who can make a guy, a defender look silly, that's the guy. And he's going into his third season right now, I believe. And no Emmanuel Sanders there anymore to take any reps away from him. There's no Cole Beasley. There's no Cole Beasley. This is essentially a two man show. No disrespect to Isaiah McKenzie, but this is essentially a two-man wide receiver room. Um, he and Stefan Diggs. Diggs will get double-covered more times than not, mm-hmm. leaving Gabe Davis open. So I'm targeting this guy if I can early, if I need to reach. I'm going to try and get him, but I think he's going to have a big season this year. Yeah, At absolutely. least with touchdowns. And yeah, we will never forget that four-touchdown game against against Kansas City. One of the greatest football games I have ever seen in my lifetime. Ridiculous. Um, I, I hope that's not an, an anomaly for Gabe Davis, but that's just showing you what he's capable of doing at oh, any yeah. point. Uh, my third pick here, um, another player that has the opportunities right in front of him to, to go out there and to take his, take his uh, position there. That's Brees Hall, the running back from the New York Jets. I think um, he, you know, going into this this season, Zach Wilson's not healthy right now. Zach Wilson is their quarterback of the future, so they believe, um, but he's not healthy. And he's not necessarily the most accurate quarterback um, in the entire league. And so when you don't have an accurate quarterback, you tend to lean more on the, uh, the running backs. And Brees Hall coming into this league is going to be the running back one for this team. I think he's he's going into the middle rounds right now. I think he should be. I think he should be going earlier, um, because this team they're not necessarily going to be up a lot, but this team is going to be relying heavily on the running back room. Yeah. And Brees Hall has the opportunity and has the skill to be the running back one and to be a a, a far and above running back in this league. You know, I've just been kind of waiting to see what position you're going to go for with your breakout and try and match it. Um, that's a good shout by Brees Hall. Uh, you know, I, as rookie running backs, there's always one that finishes top five every year as a rookie. 
mm-hmm. top five in rushing in the league. It's happened every year. And Brees Hall, number one right now, was the first running back off the, the board in, in this past season's draft, um, in the actual NFL draft. And like, if you had to decide on one of these running backs right now to, to win or to enter that top five conversation, it would be Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good shout. Uh, my final breakout this year uh, is someone that isn't really being talked about enough and isn't really being spoken about enough, and that's Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy was a top <clears throat> wide receiver prospect coming into the league two years ago, and he just hasn't seen any sort of quarterback play. Drew Locke is not a capable quarterback. Terry Bridgewater is not a capable Teddy quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Neil. What did I just say? You and those names, Terry Bridgewater. <laughs> you're just you're you're naming all of their twins. They're, you're not naming the actual player. <laughs> Terry, you know. Teddy's younger brother Terry, when he played, <laughs> fucking Terry, like Teddy, oh boy. Bridgewater, yep, Theodore, if you will, Theodore Bridgewater, yep. Uh, what trash. an old-fashioned name, Theodore Bridgewater. <laughs> if that doesn't scream 1700s, I don't know what does. Jerry Judy has not had a capable quarterback his entire career, and he played at Alabama. He performed at Alabama. He was a first-round draft pick. This is his year to break out. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's there, but who the fuck cares? Russell Wilson has shown that he could feed two wide receivers. Whether he finishes second on that team in wide receiver or whether he finishes first, he's still going to have a career year because Russell Wilson will find him. They don't like they just lost Tim Patrick as well. The Mm -hmm. other wide receivers on that team, KJ Hamler, who cares? Tyree Cleveland? I don't know who the fuck that is. Neither should you. Like, Jerry Judy is going to have a breakout season. Book it. Um, barring Russell health, Russell Wilson's health um, is sustained this season, I think you can expect big things from Jerry Judy. Yeah, fair. The one thing I will say about I think I do agree with you in the fact that Jerry Judy is going far too late for where yeah. for what he's going to be doing this season. I just think he's going to fall into the Tyler Lockett role. If you if you look uh, directly at what Russell Wilson did in Seattle, I think um, DK Metcalf is turning into Cortland Sutton for the Denver Denver Broncos, and I think Tyler Lockett is turning into Jerry Judy. So I think you know there's been talks of this entire offseason about who's going to be the wide receiver one on this team. Um, it's going to be a toss up between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton is going higher than Jerry Judy right now in fantasy drafts. Um, do I agree with that? Well, I guess we'll see. We'll wait and see. Um, neither of these players have really ever had a, a top-tier quarterback throwing them the ball, though. Yeah. So uh, I agree with that take. I think that's great. Um, it's been fun talking about talking about fantasy. It, we're getting back into fantasy football. It's uh, the, the league is very much um, on the horizon here. Um, I'm excited to dominate my league, dominate Neil. It's draft season right now, right? We want to give you some players to target. Um, if you already haven't, you know, made your, if you've already had your draft, this is an opportunity for you to go on and trade and, and make some trades before the season actually starts. We're giving right. you the secret sauce here. Yeah. Uh, but that is going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 